podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Now, for the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world on HBO Pay-Per-View, ladies and gentlemen, from Mandalay Bay, Las Vegas, uh, let's get ready to rumble! Hello sports fans and thank you for listening to the TTM Sports Show, the sports podcast that's by the fans, for the fans, where you can guarantee explosive debate, trending topics, big interviews and guests, and regular uploads. Proudly sponsored by Prestige Paving and Patios and Anstis Grounds and Gardens. So strap yourself in for the latest episode of the TTM Sports Show. Hello and welcome to episode number 77 of the TTM Sports Show. My name is James. And my name is James. And together we are TTM Sports, a show dedicated to and by the fans for the fans. Episode number 77, James, we're back. We're back with a bang. We are back with a bang and uh, a big welcome back to everyone's favourite Leeds United fan and (laughs) biggest... um, Biggest critic of ours, uh, certainly with our opinions, especially around uh, the great Leeds United. Dan Harrison is back on the show. Dan, how are you doing? Yeah, not too bad. Thank you very much. Good, good. Now Hell between came... my legs. Yeah, well, I think yeah. You know, I did what I didn't want to go too hard on you too quickly, but we told you so, Dan. We told you so. Um, so we'll touch on leads in a minute but before before we get going too far obviously we just want to say um how big a shock it was today to hear of the death of of Shane Warne yeah. uh, you know um we can't we can't go on a sports podcast without mentioning it um really sad news 52 years of age um heart attack i believe which is scary you know a man in his condition um you know what a legend Shane Warne yeah, absolutely. I mean, Shane Warne, part of the all-conquering Aussie teams of the 90s all the way up to the 2005 test, which you played such a crucial part in when the Ashes were finally seeded back to the English uh, in England in 2005 with a wonderful test series, the N-Power uh, Ashes, as it was known back then, with the wonderful iconic image of Andy Flintoff uh, helping a, a disconsolate Brett Lee back to his feet after the one-run victory uh, at Edgebaston, I believe it was, when Geraint Jones caught the ball when, when Australia needed one run to win. Shane Warne, one of the greatest bowlers of his generation, uh, second in the all-time list uh, to Mirathurian, who's got 800 test wickets. Shane, uh, 700-odd test wickets, 293 one-day international test wickets, won the IPL. He was a Hampshire uh, cricketer from 2000 to 2007 before he made the move down to India in 2008. He's an absolute legend. He bowled the bowl of the century in 1993 uh, again uh, against England in the ashes against the England captain at the time Mike Gatting a wonderful ripping ball which just pitched to the right hand side and flicked viciously back um, behind Mike Gatting's legs I believe and then he did the same again to Andrew Strauss in 2007 at Edgebaston and the bowl that he bowled was known as the Edgebaston the Edgebaston ripper uh, as he bowled it down and Andrew Strauss just watched it in envy as the scene whistled past his outstretched kneecap and onto the bales to knock it off. Shane Warne, an absolute legend 
off the field as well, you'd argue. Yeah. Um, but Sky Sports commentary, we're all used to it. And the, the bit that haunts me the most, really, the most really is... Australia had lost another another one of their favourite cricketing sons in 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 Rodney Marsh. I believe it was yeah. Rodney Marsh, wasn't it? And Mr. Marsh definitely. Yeah, he was he was he was a um a very um well well respected and decorated wicketkeeper. Absolutely for, uh, for the Aussies now, as well. I, I I was at work and and the phone was ringing at work and someone rang up and they went they went hello can I speak to uh you know for the purpose of the podcast we'll give a different name we'll say can I speak can I speak to Bill please and I went. Um, yeah, sure, no problem. He goes, who am I speaking to? I went, James. And he goes, oh, okay, thanks, Shane. I went, okay, I'll put you on hold. And I turned around and I said, Bill, I said, uh, he's just called me Shane. I don't, I don't know how that relates to James. And he just had a little chuckle. And I turned around and I said, you know, I haven't had over, you know, 300 test wickets, you know, and this guy, Shane Warren, I don't know, you know, seven, eight hundred, but you, you get the joke. Yeah. Less yeah. than three and a half hours later. And that just I shows, you know. on my phone that, that, that he, that he died and and the, and the bit that's frightening the most is 12 hours before he died he tweeted to the marsh family saying that 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 you know marsh was a a wonderful wonderful player and person and and shared all his deepest condolences to to the family See, uh, love you mate that's what it said with a kiss less than 12 hours later he's uh he's gone too yeah shock shocking you know these these um these deaths of, of legends are uh they're never nice. Um, Dan, Dan, any, any, uh, anything to, to add on, on Shane Warne? Yeah, I think he was, you know, a big part of what I would call test cricket's heyday. Yeah. You know, I think it's more 2020 these days, isn't it? And, you know, or T20, whatever it's called. But back in the day when you cricket for me growing up was really in the forefront of quite a lot. It's kind of died down again. Now it's, gone a bit boring again in my personal opinion um so yes yeah, it's, it's yes yeah, it's, it's quite shocking shit, Dan, really. that's why <laughs> yeah but yeah, so, yeah. He, he was you know i mean he, it was him flint off and you know it was just that era was the rock stars of cricket yeah. really you know he, he was a cricket and rock star he made he made yeah. cricket cool but let's right? be honest he, he had a great career as a coach even after as well he was fantastic for the for the royals in the in the ipl in 2008 when he signed for them they actually won the ipl he became a royal and actually went back in 2018 as a consultant to the uh to the uh to, as a mentor to 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 that club but look shane warne uh rest in peace us at the ttm sports show um think you're an absolute class act not just to the cricketing world but to the sporting world on, and more importantly, as we love, off the pitch. Um, on to tonight's episode. Dan uh, was previously on the show. He was a Leeds fan. We spoke to him around six weeks ago. On the 1st of January, myself and James at TTM Sports released an episode of the TTM Sports <laughs> Show detailing our account of the Premier League. We graded each club. We also stated that we thought Leeds United would have been in a relegation battle and the fact that they had to look over their shoulders at the very least. To that end, Daniel, um, in his infinite wisdom, decided to then uh, attack and the TTM Sports Show with a right of reply, and rightfully so, may we add, yeah. um, six weeks ago, where he tried to take us on. And of course, you know, half the TTM Sports Show was empathetic. The other half of the TTM Sports Show was sticking to their guns more than, well, I'm not going to say it. But the reality is... is six- Shit to a shovel. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I, and I think, uh, you know, in, in the sun as well, you know, just basting down on, <laughs> onto the poo as it, as it nestles onto the, onto the metal of the metal plating of the, of the shovel. And you really, even with a thrust of your arms on both handles trying to wring off the poo, it won't come off. That's how much this half of TTM Sports stuck to it, Guns. And I want to say that it looks as if we're right. Dan, you're back. Leeds, big, 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 big trouble. Just as TTM reported. Also, just as TTM reported, Bielsa's gone. And also, just as TTM reported, Jesse Marge makes his way to the Premier League. I've got to blame the owner, so I don't blame Bielsa one bit. Um, it was clear for everybody to see we needed to strengthen in January because these injuries aren't going away. And that is what's costing us. You know, we've got England's best central defensive midfielder out. Um, I think Declan Rice would might have something to say about that, but Calvin Phillips, good player, no doubt. Yeah. Um, England's, was it eighth choice striker, do we, did you say? Uh, sixth. Sixth. Well, uh, no, I'd have him as, I, I said seventh. Yeah, and no, I said sixth. But still, he's in the England frame for me. The big frame, but yeah, yeah, it's a very big frame. You know, like a minimising screen on a PC, and you pinch it right on the outside. If you really pull it to the most, he's just in shot. Yeah, it's like that Emmanuel Dennis. He's done really well since that episode as well, hasn't he? But um, yeah, we, we needed to strengthen. We we, we didn't strengthen, um, and this cost us. It, it's, it's, it was a gamble, and it was a gamble that we shouldn't. And didn't need to take the, the, the thing for me, Dan, um, with with Leeds, and I, and, and I understand, you know, the, the reluctance to criticize Bielsa, but uh, you know, is it is a little bit of a you know, let's blame the owners. It's the Tottenham syndrome. Blame the owners. Blame the owners. Blame the owners. One trick pony. But what you know, who was available that that you would have would have gone in for? You know, I look at someone like maybe you know Callum Chambers that's gone you know, free transfer to Aston Villa. You could have brought him in, you know. You could have had Callum Chambers for for free, you know. That that uh-huh. sort of player, more more solid player, you know. Um, you look around, you know, Kieran Trippier, the, the people that have moved, you know. You ain't going to get near a player like that. Um, you know, Matt Target, another one uh, available on loan from Aston Villa. You could have gone in and got Matt Target. Um, you know, Pivot Carigi, players like that. Yeah, Milimino, you know, available. So, what what players do you feel like you maybe missed out on, which which would have helped your cause? Well, I mean, well we, on two we takes, Daniel. I think Curtis oh. Jones would have revitalised your. Yeah, but realistic. Your question is not realistic. Come on. Yeah, and there it really? is. I just wanted to just extract an inch of football snobbery from Leeds fans to say Curtis Jones isn't good enough. You say that, but you know this is facts now. Donny van der Beek, Bake, however you say his last name. Oh, yeah, Donny van der Beek. He, he was offered to Leeds. He, well, you can, you know, I can see you on the camera doing whatever you're doing. But would have been a good signing. Would have been a great signing for Leeds. Just, just on loan. Just look. We didn't have to buy the bloke. You know, we need cover for the injuries. That. But why did it go to Everton? Then? Right. If you would have went in for him, and Everton went because, in for because him. we didn't. Apparently, we didn't want to pay the, the wages. Which is yeah, and that's where you can blame. Okay, fair enough. That's where you can blame the owners. Um, there were players about in January. I think there were players available, but reasonable prices, which may have improved. You know, I, I come back to you know Callum Chambers. Would you have turned your nose up at Callum Chambers in January? No, he's a, he's an extra body in the door. Like just then with Curtis Jones, I, I would took him because mm. we need we needed 
just extra players. So, so what about what about Dan the situation with someone like Alexander Mitrovic in the Championship? I'm sure Leeds Oof. United could have done a deal there and got him in. Yeah, you would know, Ben Diaz. You know, could have gone and got him. Both those players would have cost a lot of money. And How much? What's the ceiling it. for a Championship player? Really, thirty yeah. million oh. max. That's what I said, but Mitrovic, he's never you really... Spend, you spent 37 on Rodrigo, mate. Yeah, again, owners have been absolutely had the pants pulled down, haven't they? Dan, Dan James, what, but, but, but from where the owners are coming from, isn't it who the owners are employing? Because if you're an owner of, let's say, just, just hypothetically, Dan, if you're an owner of, of a basketball team in America, and I know nothing about basketball, but let's pretend I'm an owner and I've got a bloke underneath me, yeah, that I'm saying, yeah, yeah, he's coming to me and saying, right, I need £37 million for this player. He's a good player and he'll improve us. I'll say, okay, that's £37 million. The fans are going to love me because I'm doing what I want to do, i.e. Rodrigo. As far as the owners are concerned, they've backed you, haven't they? I think that was more of a, we wanted to make a statement and he's the only one who would join us at the time. If it, Come on, 50, what was it, £57 million. On Rodrigo and Dad James is it just makes me feel a little bit sick. But how much was Dan James? You paid twenty five million. Twenty million. Twenty. You know, again, twenty million. That's a good, a good signing as well. That's a, you know, that's a good player coming in. Welsh international, Manchester United player. That's a good signing, in my opinion. Him and Jack Harrison on either wing. That's a, that, that's decent. You know. And let's be honest, Jack Harrison's been fit. Rodrigo's been fit. Out of form. Yeah, hold on, hold on. Gerhardt's Gerhardt's been fit. No, he hasn't. Okay, well, he's been coming off the bench the last few weeks. I've seen him, but hold on a minute. Who else is in the middle that they've got there as well? The good, good player. Who's that player in the middle that they've got? Really good player who's been playing recently. Adam Forshaw. No, he played against Liverpool. He's really good. He's been there for years, years and years. Dallas, him, yeah, him. He's a good player. You've had the one that looks like Van Dyke at the back. He's come back now. Um, oh. yeah, yeah. You've had Junior Furpo at left back. He's a good player. He he's a very. Played, he hasn't hit the ground. But it's another one. How much? How much did he player. cost? How exactly. much did he cost? And what we're saying is, all we're saying is, hold oh, on a minute. You still have good players. You still have better players than Watford have. And, you know, you still have better players than let's argue. You any better than Southampton, really? For Who player does... for player, that playing at the Who... moment, or are they just being managed better? There's a reluctance to accept that Marcelo Bielsa, when Plan A goes well, he's fantastic. When it doesn't go well. You're in real trouble. Plan A needed the players for it to, to go well. I'm not defending Bielsa on not changing tactics when he didn't have the players. I mean, we had, in his last game, I think Robin Cock or whatever got injured and we moved three players just to... Con- yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like I Henning went to centre-back, Dallas went right-back, somebody else went to buddy centre-back and he's like, just put a... A player that will play in the position. I don't understand why he was doing yeah. that. He was too, like, he was too stuck in his ways. We all know. Uh, I think um, as well. I know. I know. Maybe you might see this differently, Dan. But from as a neutral, I think a player you've really missed this season is um, Alioski. You know, oh. I, I thought he was a great character as well. Um, I thought he was. He was a good, good, honest player. Um, he had quality. His attitude was good. He 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 loved. You know, you could tell he loved working hard. And doing and doing all the dirty bits. I think you really missed you've really missed Alioski around the place. Um, obviously, it's it's obvious that without Bamford, you struggle. Bamford became integral to um, what you were doing um, and everything else like that. Um, 
But without Bamford, you've got literally no backup for him. I mean, who are you going to play? Tyler Roberts through the middle. Who's been playing through the middle for you? Rob Rigo? No, Dan James. Again, I'm yeah, not defending yeah, everything not the, he does. You can. He's not a striker. Tyler Roberts, I've said it on the last podcast, he's, he's, he's shit. <laughs> he is. I don't know why he kept on going with him. We've got Joe Gale. Bielsa can't do anything wrong, Dan. That's what all these fans were saying. No, he, he can do wrong and he did do wrong. But you can't deny the fact that he, I, I think he's one of the best managers around. Now, one thing I will say about um, Bielsa, was, one thing I will say about Bielsa, and and for every downside, which obviously everything comes to an end, it, it, it for me this feels like um, Spurs when Pochettino left. You know, it, it's it's sad. Everything feels like Spurs when Pochettino. Yeah, because that's left. when the world ended for me. Um, <laughs> but, so, but with with Bielsa, you can you cannot argue with the help of Bielsa, we've gained what is a top quality international standard central midfielder defense best english defensive uh, midfield player you said it earlier dan i agree with you um not even necessarily as a traditional um defensive midfielder but as a pivot you know i think he's it's crucial england. England he's crucial to it. england um you know and that's down to bielsa you can't argue that that is that is down to bielsa there's, there's so many players that would have never even made it out of the championship I feel Stuart Dallas another example exactly you know, it's like James about, Milner Mark 2.0 yeah I talk about Alioski you know another player yeah. I know he's gone now but you know Bielsa what, what a player he turned him into uh-huh. why did he let him go uh, the contract thing wasn't why it probably down to the owners Dan maybe weren't willing to pay him the exactly. money he went with we big money we to Saudi Arabia didn't he how much did you get for him? Or was it a free transfer? Free transfer. Well, yeah. free transfer um, you know, contracts. other players, you look at Luke Ayling, you know, um, you know, we, we round here where we live, we remember when he was playing for Yeovil. Like, um, you know, he's it's turned... even um, Patrick Bamford. I, I think he's improved his game because when yeah, Patrick yeah. Bamford first signed, I was like, oh. Well, he's never done it in the Premier League until now, really, has he? And he didn't really do it in the Championship, did he? No. Um, no, hold on a minute. Hold on, hold on just a minute. Go on. On the last podcast, I was told by you that Patrick yeah. Bamford is England's mm-hmm. second or third choice striker. He is now that he's worked with Bielsa. Absolutely. That's Delusional. what Bielsa does. To I'm you. Not, I, Dan, I love you to bits. I think you're a great guy. You know that. But on this particular point, I would rather suck sour cream out of a grape. <laughs> exactly that's how wrong your statement about Patrick Bamford really is you know, you know I know you love him but come on let's be honest you don't really think he's England's third best striker do you you don't really think third you know, heart of heart, third of underneath, the, underneath the emotional love for him underneath the emotional attachment and biblical prayer for him you and I both know you and I both know big style that Marcus Rashford gets in ahead of him. Oh, oh Christ, yeah, because he's, he's been on absolute form this season and Calvert-Lewin, the one that you absolutely love, has been on absolute form this because season. Because so is Patrick Bamford, so what are you saying? Well, exactly, according to your book, according to right. your book, yeah, right. you, you've just slated... Dominic Rashford hasn't been injured, though. Hold on, hold on, hold on, please let me finish, my friend. Dominic Calvert-Lewin, in your eyes, you've just slated... yeah. 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 He's not been good this season mm-hmm. because he's been injured. Fine. Mm-hmm. So why is it that we're not allowed to say Patrick Bamford hasn't been good this season? Because he hasn't been, been good. Been injured. 
I'm not saying he has been good. He hasn't, he hasn't played enough games to be good, has he? Yeah, I, I think Bamford's been Bamford's done nothing. This, let's be honest, he's done nothing this season for me. Because um, he's not played. It goes, it goes Kane, um, yeah. and then I think it's probably Abraham. Followed by this is to play through the middle. I think it goes Kane, Abraham, Calvert Lewin. And then I'd be playing Rashford through the middle yeah. before. And I would be I would be on my knees at Jamie Vardy's doorstep begging him to come out of retirement. And then it's probably Bamford. So yeah, seventh. Delusional. You call me no, delusional. No, no, I don't think, I don't think we actually are though, Dan. I don't think we are. I think I think on a, on a lot of points. You speak a lot of sense. That's why we have you back on here because we enjoy the debates with you. But let's be really honest again. Anybody listening to their cars on the way to work, Sashin listening in Bangladesh or India, you got, you know, you got, you got, you got Warney listening in, in Australia who normally listens to us, haven't you? You know, as far as I'm concerned, as far as I'm concerned, they know everybody else around the world who listens to the TTN Sports Show knows that Patrick Bamford is not. In England's top three strikers. Yeah, because you were saying so, this about um, Calvin Phillips before he shone in the World Cup as well. But you know, Calvin Phillips, Calvin think, Phillips think, hasn't, Calvin Phillips hasn't played ways. at a World Cup. Calvin Phillips yeah, hasn't played at a World Cup. Yeah, but you'd still get into. He'd be, he'd be one of the first names in your midfield, wouldn't he? Dan, yes, uh, but I, we wasn't I like am, about Calvin Phillips. I am a huge never liked fan. About Calvin Phillips. I'm a huge fan player. of Calvin Phillips. Yeah, I, and and you're right, Dan. If you're picking an England midfield right now, it's it's Rice, yeah, Rice. It's Rice and Phillips, and that is it. And then you know, I, I, I like Henderson. I knew you were going to. I like Henderson right. in there as well, personally, but don't, I don't want to hear about Foden playing in the middle. I don't want to hear about. Um, Anyone else at the minute? But I'd rather um, have, I'd rather have Loftus Cheek. No, I, I it's no. the front. It is, it's, it's, it's and Rice. That is it. That's for me. That is it. That winding is, you up, of course. Patrick Bamford. You know, after all those strikers, he'd be about six, six, six. Yeah, but, I, but uh, the problem is, I think if as as an England fan, if the time comes where Bamford sign up front, I'm getting worried. I, uh, that's just my personal opinion, um, because that means you've got at least four or five strikers injured, and we're in trouble. Yeah, because there's only so, one. Uh, this next season, then when he's fully fit, he bangs in less. You know, just hypothetically in the championship, if he bangs in it, in the Premiership. If he bangs in twenty goals, you're st- you, you both still sit there, and you'll both still get me on the on the show, we and won't. you'll both still say, "Oh we yeah, but Cal- Cal- uh, no, Calvert Lewin, who scored four goals all season, he's still better than him. He's a better player." <laughs> oh, I think Calvert. I, I've said it before on the podcast, and I and I honestly believe this. I think Calvert Lewin's the closest thing we've got to Kane. Yeah, if dress, dress, dress sense is shocking, but, but that, uh, you know, know. I'm not worried about that. Um, yeah, but but also, I am. You've, you've also said that Emmanuel Dennis is one of the best things since you know whatever. He's had a good season. Dan, I'll, I'll, statistically, I'll, I'll um, I, I'm willing to I'm willing to backtrack on Emmanuel Dennis. I I, I got caught up in the emotion of it at the time. <laughs> he's been rubbish for a bit, hasn't he? Ever since, and and the thing that disappointed me, and, and this is why why I'm not having uh, Emmanuel Dennis. He messed around and didn't want to go to the AFCON. And they, they tried to pull the wool over. It was Nigeria, um, which he represents. And he tried to, they tried to pull the wool a little bit and he tried to not go. And then there was some messing around. I didn't like that. I think you've got to respect your country and go to the AFCON. Um, but anyway, one thing I will say, Dan, I want to ask you about this um, because I'm still miffed about it. Uh, you know, I still don't understand. I can't get my head around it. Last season at the uh, FIFA Best Awards, uh, Marcello Bielsa actually came third in coach of the year um, underneath, I believe it was um, 
it must who won the champion it was probably thomas tuchel and it and, and the other one was probably uh, who knows guardiola um probably whoever um usual what did sus, he do to deserve suspect. that bielsa. bielsa really first best coach really or was it, was it a token gesture because he's pep's no. mate no so what did he do to deserve that it's <laughs> he took a bunch of let's face it Championship less towards the lower actions of the like championship. Like the year before, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's made them into like Roy Keane. Let's face it. So why yeah, so why wasn't Eddie Howe coming third with a big bulk of fans behind him saying that he deserves English? Yeah, and this is the point I'm trying to make. The point I'm trying to make is: was it? It was. It was a romantic gesture. It was a um, oh oh a big pat on the back for my mate uh, Marcello who who was. Over I don't the think time he deserved it. I, I, I think I, there's I, been I, other I, managers that I have done the same been, thing. Yeah, that that, that um, Sean Dyche from. He's been, oh, come on, Dean Smith. You know Steve Bruce. Oh, yeah, because he um, did Aston, really well at Aston. Steve Bruce Villa took Aston Villa from. Steve Bruce. From... Are you putting Steve Bruce in the same? No, Dean Smith. Sorry, Dean Smith. Yeah, sorry. No, Dean. <laughs> it was Dean Smith. On it took over from Bruce. They was Aston Villa. They were 16th in the championship, yeah. and they won the playoffs against Derby. Yeah, but we're not allowed um, to say anything like that um, because it's Bielsa or uh, nothing, Chris. You know? Chris Hutton's got a couple of uh, yeah, uh, championship. I, I like but Chris a lot. Tottenham legend. Um, well, he never. He didn't. He didn't get it simply because he was English. No, well, he's actually exactly. from the Republic of Ireland. But I get what you're saying. <laughs> no, but, um, but all um, those managers you're reeling off, they're all English. There's a bias against English managers. Well, they're um, always asking. But, but what was it? What about Jukanovic then? Who got? Who took yeah. Sheffield United into the Premier League? He did. Yeah. Oh, no, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. It was Chris Wilder, wasn't but it? But it doesn't matter. All we're trying English. to say is this: Do you really think, in your hearts of hearts, you don't? Really think that Bielsa was the third manager yes, in the world? Yeah, absolutely, yes, I did. Yes, I did. Remember, he he won that over the manager of Lille that won the um, French league with PSG. Mm. Yeah, you know that. You know why is that it, guy winning right. for her best? Because the English leagues are the toughest leagues in the world. PSG, what? PSG, you can't I take an average, PSG. bang average French team like. To the level of Toulouse with 38 to, year old uh, Jose Fonte at centre back, exactly to then beat PSG to the league title and come, oh, yeah, because because remember, Bielsa done a good job with a sleeping giant in the championship, yeah. Well, let's not forget that in we that season with PSG, I don't, I don't follow, uh, I don't follow French football, but yeah, I can maybe, almost guarantee well, you, yeah, I can almost guarantee football. you that the French league. The standard's not very good, is it? So it's, it's not, it's not going to be as hard. It's not going to be as hard to beat one team than it is to beat twenty four teams, is it? The I only team you've got to beat in the French. I'm league not accepting is that. I, I know, yeah, Dan. Well, I am. You're, what, so you're, was, you're telling me that you could. If you're you in Klopp, if you're a club, if, hold on, hold on, hold on. I listen to you, my friend. You listen to me. For <laughs> okay, look. What you do on a Saturday night is up to you. <laughs> listen to me. Well. <laughs> 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 What we will say is this. Do you really think that you could take over a team uh, bang average in the French League and win it? Yeah. No. Over PSG. Shit. But PSG are not shit. PSG could finish in the top four in the Premier League. Anyway, we're going off on a wild, wild... You not accept that Bielsa was look, lucky to get no, third. Because it's a romantic gesture. If Pep Guardiola or Jurgen fucking Klopp were English, they wouldn't get half the shit that they get. I think... Uh, 
I don't know. You win the Champions League. You win the Champions League. I think you deserve a bit of respect, regardless of nationality. Thugs and won a lifetime achievement award, and by 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 FIFA, he won the Champions League twice. Yeah, Yeah. Roberto Um, Dimitrio also got a really good award for it as well, didn't he? Oh no, he didn't. Well, he wasn't. No, he didn't. If if you've got the team, if you've got the team behind you, you can do it. It's easy. You can, yeah. No, and I, I don't know, and and it and, and it is all good, but we're going off on a mad tangent now. Dan, um, obviously Bielsa, we speak about Bielsa forever, and and uh, no doubt Leeds fans will, will remember Bielsa fondly for the rest of their lives, and rightly so. You know, yeah, fair play, the style legend. of football he was playing is, is, but, is beautiful. Um, <laughs> Total football. He, Weird guy, um, absolute one-off. I don't think there'll ever be a weirder guy managing a Premier League. Stool sponsored, yeah, by you know what was it, Lucas Aid? Yeah. Uh, but anyway, you know, he was he was a good version of Pepe Mel. Um, Lazy that you never <sighs> learned the language. I yeah, that was- yeah, Sorry, I pulled that, that, that Yeah, I agree. A weirder guy. Have you yeah, seen he was a weird. Yeah, he like was a weird guy, Dan. He didn't respect. He didn't respect our country, did he? For a start, because he turned around, then he didn't even learn the language over. Yes, two he and did. Half yes, he did. Yes, so he did. Yes, he did. Why is he been playing an interpreter then? Because he didn't want to say the wrong thing, because it gets interpreted wrong. Does that make sense? Like he didn't want to. Right. Make... So ninety nine point nine percent of other managers do learn the language, but it's okay for Bielsa because Leeds fans think he might make a mistake and you know Pochettino took a couple of years to get going but as soon as he went to Tottenham he was he was speaking fluently in press conferences and I think out of respect Bielsa I think he, what would have even been nice actually um and this is maybe what what should have happened I don't know maybe uh it, you know as the Leeds fans do love him so much I think it would have been nice if he'd have released a small video uh in English thanking them for their support over the last three and a half years but what did the Leeds fans get from him uh, I don't know. Nothing. Oh, okay. All oh, right. Anyway, from because he hold on, hold on, hold on. You can't, you can't just do that. Oh, nothing. What you're on about? Do you know what I mean? That he, he was always open to the Leeds fans. They, the Leeds fans were outside of his house and stuff like that, and he'd speak but to them. Surprise! <laughs> fucking desperate for him to stand. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, look, Dan, the king is dead. Long live the king. So. Jesse March, uh, talk to me about Jesse March. What do you know about him? Uh, how do you feel about him? Uh, you know, uh, we we sat here. Uh, I think he's more inspirational than Bielsa. I'd rather pay for we, Jesse March. We, we, well, I, I, I made a wild day. statement when good, Bielsa was sacked. Manager. When Bielsa was sacked, and, and Jesse March was appointed, I looked at James. I said, "They're going down, aren't they?" <laughs> <laughs> I said, "They're going, they're going down." What, 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 what do you think of Jesse March, Dan? What are you expecting from him? He's got to hit the ground running. You he's, are, he's got one shot. Do not miss you your are chance to blow the opportunity comes once in a lifetime. You are praying, aren't you? <laughs> Come on, it's, you know, so it's 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 a mum's spaghetti kind of situation, isn't it? Um, I've never heard of him. The first, the only thing I've ever seen of him is an inspirational video in a halftime against Liverpool, and they still lost that game and all. I, I, I don't know him. Do you know we needed somebody just at the end of the season? Would you have taken Anna? Would you have taken Anna No, I would have definitely. I just thought this Sam Allardyce had Leeds United written all over him. If I was a Leeds fan, I would have went, I'll take that because we play Premier League no, football well, next you, season. You missed a chance, you know. Remember when United missed out on Conte and he went to Spurs, and then when then they sacked Solskjaer and everyone, I oh, should have got they should have done it earlier and got Conte. You should have done it three weeks ago and got Roy Hodgson. <laughs> Why is it? Uh, is he beneath you? He certainly. Um, you can't go from Marcelo Bielsa to Roy Hodgson. No, and that's that's the problem that Leeds have got now. They they it's so ingrained in them. You've got 
It's like the Manchester United, well, Alex game. Ferguson, whoever come up after Alex Ferguson was never going to do the same Aaron thing. Aaron going to be the Ferguson, same. Um, no, no, I'm not. Look, I'm not. He's not in the same class. But do you see what I'm saying? Like when somebody's as loved and as well, adored as... Leeds fans, he was one of the greatest managers to ever grace the Premier League. So, Dan, Jesse March, and we're not, we're not having Jesse March. Um, he follows in the footsteps with other great American managers that enter the Premier League. Bob Bradley um, relegated with um, Swansea when they were pretty established at the time as well. Um, also, lesser known American international footballer, but we all know he's German. David Wagner relegated with um, Huddersfield, although he did get them up. Uh, didn't finish third in the... Um, uh, FIFA best coach of the year though even though he got Huddersfield Town promoted to the Premier League mm. with a negative goal difference yeah no because he's not uh, Marcelo Bielsa is he well there we go then and he wasn't playing the style he, of football he, he was playing like a clock, though. so you know that might have given him Huddersfield were playing wonderful football thank no, you no they were playing I went to the playoff final in 2000 and it must have been 2017 when Huddersfield got promoted and it was one of the worst games of football I've ever seen hey that's a final. Things happen, happen, happen. Hey. Six games. But Jesse, like I said, I'd, I'd have preferred for the owners to just get somebody in just to see us. Who know, would you have rather months. seen, Dan? Who would you have rather seen get the nod? That's a difficult question, isn't it? <laughs> the first thing that comes you to know mind is Spirito Santo? I, I really liked him. I didn't think he got the chance at uh, Spurs. I don't think he got the back. I don't think he got the backing. I don't think he had the support of the players. I think they always knew that he was not never going to be there. A, and I think he was a gatekeeper. So, yeah, um, but exactly, yeah, so, yeah. so Nuno Espirito Santo. Who else was around? Who else would you have rather had? Would you have taken Sam Allardyce? Yeah, absolutely. You would have genuinely. Yeah, I would have. Yeah. I don't know. I think he lost his edge. I think when he, I think when he went to West Brom, he took them down. I think, I think that kind of lost the edge. Alan Pardew's still around. Would you have taken Pardew? Oh, definitely. He's a great manager. Great manager. Mick McCarthy is also available. Him and TC could have come in and really a group. If I was a chairman of Leeds United Football Club, I would have got rid of Bielsa probably three or four weeks beforehand. Uh, But that's another matter. The fact is he's gone. Mm, Difficult. I I would have got in Sam Allardyce to to preserve my Premier League status on a six-month deal. And then I would have been looking at a high-profile manager and a, an equally as good transfer budget for the start of next season. I think that would have been a safer bet. Sam Allardyce keeps those group of players up. No. And let's be honest, Calvin Phillips is back now. So according to all Leeds fans' rhetoric, one or two players back from injury, they'll fly at the table back up to 84 9 aren't they? Is that, is that, is that how, it, how we're saying it? Well, then? Well, it, 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 if, it depends how Jesse Marsh plays, doesn't it? The, the thing with me, again, is with the owners, you know, I mean... They knew we were going to lose against Liverpool, Man City, and no, sorry, Manu, wouldn't it? Liverpool, Manu, and whoever the other team was. Spurs. Tottenham, Tottenham. Do you know what I mean? My Spurs. Well, would you put your mortgage on Tottenham beating Leeds? I, I, I don't know what it is with you. You've got this weird thing like anti Spurs or whatever. But no, 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 no. Not at all. Big, massive. Yeah, they are. They're a top four team, and they've got a good manager. Top fourteen got a team, yeah. Good They've got a good manager. They've got a good squad. They're a bloody good team. Mm. We were never going to beat Tottenham. They're in a different, like I said, there's there's different levels in the Premier League and they're in the level above, possibly even two above us at the moment. 
So we was never going to beat Tottenham. So why, you know, the one before that we lost to Everton. But a team, a team, yeah, but Everton, according to all Leeds fans, Everton are so poor. If it wasn't for a poor referee, exactly. they get a point against Man City. So your rhetoric that you can't beat Tottenham goes out the window because the Premier League, the bottom team, can beat the top team on their day. And that's what we're famous for. What I will say is this, looking at the league table before we wrap it up, um, you know, Norwich City looking strong. They're looking organised under Dean Smith. Bit of form, still probably going down, probably left it too late. Watford, again, strong, organised, two points closer to the teams around. Um, again, probably going down. And this is where it gets interesting. Burnley, 25 games played, 21 points. If they win their game in hand, they can sign Leeds United to fourth from bottom. If Everton get one or two points of their three games in hand over Brentford, they're out of it. They're gone. In my eyes, it's from Brentford, Leeds, Burnley, Watford, Norwich. Why not That's Everton? a relegation why not, battle. Why not Everton? Because Everton are playing well. No. They're, I I disagree. I, and this is where... Just because they have one good game I, I do. Well, they were supposed to. They would have drawn against Man City, wouldn't they? If the FA would have done the right thing and gave the correct handball against Rodri, would they not? Look, I, yeah, but then, but then say that Everton course. Everton played well at home against uh, Man United, but against Man City, but lost. Watford went to United and got a draw last week. Burnley drew at United the other week well, and me. beat Tottenham. Just saw AFC uh, would draw with Man United at the minute. They're you know, that, that you know you've got. If a, you lose got... to Man United at the minute, you are you are a poor team. No, I disagree with that. I disagree with that. You know, Leeds were and Leeds were unlucky. They ran United pretty close. I know. Uh, uh, you know, you probably got dominated across the whole. For, you know, whole. Mm course of the game but you got, got scored a couple of goals against them you you took them you took them down to you know to the limit I don't think Everton are out of it at all um I know you can say they've got games in hand they're not playing well their their away form is hideous um you know they've only won six games this season and and Everton, three of those were in the Everton, first five games James 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 Everton are not going down it's Norwich and Watford are down it then for me it's out of Leeds or Brentford. I, I just can't see Burnley or Everton going down. I said the same about Newcastle. You all laughed at me. They said no money in the world is going to save them. That's what they all said to me on this show a few weeks ago. Newcastle are 14. Win the two okay. games in hand. They're above Palace. They go to 10. Yeah, so by the way you guys, both of you think, you, I'm guessing you think Bielsa was a myth. Yeah. I yeah. think, I think, Frank After Lampard the first season, yeah. What's that, sorry? I think Frank Lampard's a myth. I, oh, I agree. I agree. I agree. I agree. But they've got better you. players, and they're fit. No, you can have all the play- well, you can have all the players you want when you're as bad as Frank Lampard. It doesn't matter. I just, I just have a horrible feeling, Dan. Um, for me. That whatever you say ain't going your way this season, and I think it's just one of them seasons. The danger for Leeds is if they are relegated. You coming back up because obviously that league's tough. It took you nearly a decade, or it did take you a decade to get out of it. Uh, you've got yeah. to stay up. I said that you need to be looking over your shoulders at a potential relegation battle. Do you think I was right? Well, according to you two, if we do go down, there's plenty of managers that can do what Marcelo Bielsa done and get us back up anyway. So, but do you think I was point? right in saying six weeks ago? that Leeds should be looking over their shoulders at a potential relegation battle. 
Well, I mean, it depends on how you you you'd call a battle. Um, I, I I think I still think with the players back, we'll be absolutely fine. When are they back, Dan? Do you think Leeds well, are in a relegation battle? It's a difficult question to answer, um, you know, plainly because... It, it, We're not in the House of the Parliament. We're on a podcast in front of the football community. I ask you for the last time, Dan. Really, really think now about the answer. Do you think Leeds United are in a relegation battle to preserve their Premier League status? Honestly. Well, it depends on whether Everton... And... <laughs> yeah, yes, we... or no. No, yes, yes, yes or no? Yes or no? Absolutely. Yeah. The, the owners are fucked up. Excuse my language, but they have. They should have invested, even, even if it was just loan players, just to get the bodies in. You know, we can't be playing with bloody Stuart Dallas right back one week, left back the next week, centre midfield the next week, and then in central attack... You've got Dallas and Edith. Who are you going to bring on? Texas next week? You know, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, Minamina, we could have just took Minamina. Took a Rigi, a Rigi, a Rigi. We could go on all night about Leeds and. Oh, no, no. But what, what no. we'll finish on, what we'll finish on, Dan, talk to us. You're an optimistic Leeds fan. You're, you're well, I'd like to say realistic at times. Um, hmm. Questionable. You know, you're very loyal. You back your club to the hill, and, and we respect that. I'm the same. Um, I'm sometimes a bit overcritical of my club. But anyway, Dan, finish us off. Be confident. Why are Leeds staying up? Because we're better than Brentford. <laughs> are you, though? Because I would take Ivan Tony. I would actually have Ivan Tony in England. Oh, here we go. Go on. Um, Wait. I, I, look at, I, I look at Brentford and I see more. Uh, I think you're on a level. I think it's it's a straight shootout, really. I think it's a exactly. point. I don't think they're any. It's McDonald's against Burger King, you know. At the end of the day, it's Apple against Google. It's 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 Duracell against Energizer. Leeds well, against Brentford, you know. The, the uh, we're playing is B and M against the pound shot, really, isn't it? Do you know what I mean, it's, <laughs> it's that and you know, it can't get any worse. No, it can't. Oh, but look, football's a funny old game. Football is a, a funny, funny, funny old game. And Dan, look, we commend you again for coming on to the show. Again, we extend our arm of invitation. Um, we want you. We're going to ask you uh, live on air for our hundredth episode. Oh. Is going to be a three-hour show. Uh, yeah, we're going to be inviting people from all over the football spe- spectrum to come on for 15-minute slots. Will you join the TTM Sports Show in our sanitary episode? Yeah, and I'll uh, be happy because we would have uh, finished in 14th position. So, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it'll be great to rub it in your guys' faces when... Uh, and we'll you get you back. Right. Well, it's not the first offer I've had of something like that, but it was more of a female variety. Before we finish, yeah. I want to go. Dan, Leeds, yes or no, staying up? Yes. James? Yes. I also think they'll probably just about scrape it. Um, but they've got to, but they've got to start they've got to start strong under Jesse March because I think if you go a t- if you go two, three games without a win, I think uh, get, you need to start strong. Who have you got next? Leicester. I was waiting for you to say Man City away. <laughs> Leicester have actually got a, a good good run of games. Right. I mean. You've got to pick up some points, mate. You you've got to get them on the board. Um, and I think you'll just about scrape because I think there probably are, if we're being honest, there's probably three worse teams than you. Just. Yeah, we've got Leicester, then Villa, 
I mean, these are a massive games for us. Leicester have been in really poor form recently. They've picked up a little bit now. Um, yeah, so we've got Leicester, Villa, and then Norwich, which, you know, I mean, six point, if then. you would, if on the last episode that I was on, if you would have said, is it a six pointer, I would have said no. But uh, now. Dan, you could be bottom 10 points adrift. And you say, us relegation battle. <laughs> We're all right, just in a bit of a difficult moment. Uh, we'll survive. No, I, 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 yes, we're getting us out of it. I really do think we can win three of the next four games because, like I said, we've got Leicester, Villa, Wolves and Norwich. Well, as you're in a dream world, do you have the lottery numbers? 0898. Okay. Uh, Look, Dan, uh, thank you very much for joining us uh, on the TTM Sports Show. Uh, My name is James. And my name is James. And Daniel... We'll see you and all of our listeners very, very soon. Hello, sports fans, and thank you for listening to the TTM Sports Show. The sports podcast that's by the fans, for the fans. Where you can guarantee explosive debate, trending topics, big interviews and guests, and regular uploads. Proudly sponsored by Prestige Paving and Patios and Anstis Grounds and Gardens. So strap yourself in for the latest episode of the TTM Sports Show. Sports Social Podcast Network.